This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Daniel Al-Sudini. He's based overseas. He's an employee at a current company and can't wait to break free. For your chance to win 100 bucks, Top Tribe, simply subscribe to the podcast now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. I give away 100 bucks every Monday. Folks, many of you reach out to me and you say, Nathan, so many guests on your show talk about the importance of batching. But whenever I try and batch, you tell me this. You go, Nathan, they don't book back-to-back times. So you, or they don't show up after they book. It's frustrating. The answer is, guys, you have to use smart tools. I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. I'll tell you specifically how I use it later on in the episode. Nathan Latke here. This is episode 539. And I want you to know, guys, I use my podcast as diligence sometimes. I'm going to be buying companies in the CRM, sales automation, and sales tool space. My first one was the topinbox.com. And tomorrow, you'll learn from Spencer Farber. Maybe I'll buy them. His company is called Cliently. It just hit eight grand in monthly recurring revenue. And he's aiming for a $5 million valuation for his next round of funding. But maybe again, maybe I'll buy them before they raise. We'll see. Nathan Latka here. Good morning, everybody. Our guest today is Darren Pierce. He's the founder and CEO of Etail Insights. Prior to launching the business, he spent many years working with B2B startup companies specializing in leadership, strategic development, client relationships, and maximizing revenue growth. At one of those companies, Darren was the director of sales, which was called First Research. That was eventually acquired by Hoover's Dun & Bradstreet. And most recently, Darren helped Bronto Software accelerate the revenue and market share to become the leading email service provider in the e-commerce industry. He's a graduate of of the Walker College of Business at Appalachian State University with two BSBAs in management and marketing. Darren, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. I have to ask you real quick about Bronto. The email marketing space is very, very crowded. Uh, wh- Why did you leave that company? I left Bronto to start Etail Insights, honestly. Um, I didn't want to leave it. I loved it. I thought the culture was great. I thought the product was going straight to the top, but um, came up with the idea for Etail Insights and couldn't pass it up. Okay. So tell us, tell us what Etail Insights does and, and then tell us how you make money. Yeah. The best way to tell um, that story is to uh, back up to the beginning of Bronto. I, I joined Bronto um, on around 2008 to help them sell their email marketing software to online retailers. So um, at the time we realized that online retailers were sophisticated in how they sent emails and they sent a lot of them. So Bronto hired me and a few other people to help figure out how we, we go market to them. And one of the early problems we realized at Bronto was how to find these companies. Everyone knew who the 500 largest were, but you know, the mid market of, you know, 10,000 retailers, we just, we couldn't figure out who they were, whose territory they were in, how much online revenue they were doing. So early on, I came up with the idea to try to solve that pain. Um, and essentially that's what Etail Insights is. We're a, we're a database. We index the e-commerce industry. We track all the companies and then, um, we sell that data to companies like Bronto who want to go after that industry. 
And and what's your model? Is it a SaaS model or pay as you go or what? It's an annual subscription SaaS model. So they subscribe username and password based. Okay. So what is the, what's the average customer pay you per uh, month or year? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we have about 150 customers Okay, and, um, our average is skewed down a little bit because, um, we have a, what we call a, a small business addition that's for real, you know, true startups that maybe have no sales team or one salesperson. So even, you know, skewed down our average customer is right around the $9,000 per year amount. Okay. Got it. So, and do they pay annually or do they pay monthly? They pay annual upfront. Okay, good. So uh, take us back. What year did you found the business in? 2011. And what was total 2015 revenue? 2015 last year. Well, um, I don't, you know, we don't talk numbers. I'll give you a range where we do between one and 5 million annually. Okay. Uh, and what, uh, so you did between one and five in 2015? We did. Yep. Okay. And then what is your goal for 2016? What number, you know, we're almost done. What number would make you really happy to finish the year out with in terms of revenue? Yeah, it's the same. We'll, we'll stay in that range. Um, you know, we, um, we tend to grow roughly 20 to 30% per year. Okay, good. So, and is that, will that happen here in 2013 or 2016? You're on track to do 20, 30% year over year growth? Yeah. You know, December is our largest month, but we are on track to exceed that at this point. Um, it's hard to know, but um, December tends to be a giant month for us. Got it. And then with 150 customers paying that annual price, you mentioned, if I divide the annual price by 12, I get a monthly, kind of a monthly uh, back of the napkin MRR of $750 ARPU. And if I multiply 750 times the 150, I get about 112 bucks of, of MRR. Is that about right when you're looking at kind of your monthly books? Yeah, that's a great question. We don't look at it uh, um, that way. So I don't have that that number at my fingertips, but that sounds roughly right. Well, if um, I do it differently, can I do the 150 customers times nine grand and assume about 1.35 million in last two, you know, trailing 12 months revenue? I think that's fair. Yeah, that's okay. a little low, but that's fair. Okay, good. All right. And then what about uh, churn? What's your annual churn? We use an adjusted churn rate. Um, so we, we renew at 82%. So the adjusted churn rate there is 18. And the reason we adjust is that about 10% of our customer base tends to either go out of business or shift focus. Mm -hmm. So if you take that out, um, we say our churn rate's 18%. If you add that in, it's 28%. Okay, so about 18%. So somewhere around, uh, again, okay, 18, you said 18% annually, right? Per year, yep. Per year, good. Okay, and then what about uh, customer acquisition cost? What are you paying to acquire these customers? Yes, that's a good question. We have, um, we have two models. We, we heavily um, acquire via outbound sales. So our, our sales team is doing all the prospecting. Um, that model comes in at about 65% cost. And that's adjusted. It includes their cost to what? Annual contract value or total lifetime Correct. value? Yep. Cost to revenue, cost to annual contract value. Okay. Um, and that does adjust for their share of overhead too. Um, we don't have, we don't, we are not good at generate a lot of inbound sales, um, but we will pay, you know, we will pay on up to $400 per click um, for the right customer. So and just, to just to make that clear. So 65% of your ACB, which is nine grand is about 5,800 bucks, correct? That's what you're paying to acquire the customer. Uh, for yep, for first year revenue, okay. and then they renew at about eighty two percent. Yeah, so at eighty two percent renewal rate, they're staying with you for about four point one years. So, do you assume a lifetime value of somewhere around what twenty twenty five grand? 
Yeah, you hit it. That's okay. exactly what we assume. Very cool. Okay, good. Um, how do you expand? So, how do you build the business? Is you are you going to try and kind of upsell current customer base or get new customers? What's your thesis? Yeah, you're catching us at an interesting time. Um, I expected you would ask that question. So, um, I guess your podcast listeners will know this first because we haven't um, unveiled this to the world, but. We today index and we publish the United States market, the, the 10,000 largest retailers in the U.S. Um, but for six years in kind of our back end, we, we've been tracking hundreds of thousands of retailers globally. And next year, we're going to flip the, the back end to the front end and, and then you know, begin indexing all retail websites globally. Um, so I think that opens opens up our market considerably to sell to other customers outside of the U S uh, but still in e-commerce. Kurt, yeah, still in e-commerce. Um, that's right. So our total available market today is about, you know, 3000, um, companies, 3000 potential customers. And we have 150 of those. Mm -hmm. Um, but we expect that to grow to about 20,000 next who, year. Who are your three biggest competitors? Yeah, because we focus, we stay hyper-focused on e-commerce, we don't have someone that does just that. Um, but there are a lot of companies that do what we do in multiple industries. Um, you know, the top of that list being Dun & Bradstreet, Hoover's, you've heard of, you know, data.com. They're integrated with Salesforce. Um, there's other neat companies that I really like. Um, an example of those would be Built With that tracks the technology um, so you can get a lot of the same information that we have from, from other sources, but no one focuses just on e-commerce. And the reason we do that is it lets us, allows us to be very accurate with our information. You were director of sales at first research. Uh, and obviously that sold to Hoover's Dun & Bradstreet is Dun & Bradstreet kind of a target exit for you would be a good exit for you. I don't know, you, you know, given what we have over the next few years, exit isn't uh, something that's top of mind for us. Um, I heard that you like to ask, well, what would be your dream number? Um, my dream number would be 100 million. And I don't think Dun and Bradstreet. How does everybody look? This is one of the things I tell people, you know, I, people <laughs> ask me to go on their shows and share all my strategies all the time. And I always people get mad at me when I tell them no. But this is why I do it. Like if you become predictable, like you knew exactly what I was about to ask. When you become predictable, yep. you lose like so much leverage. So like I should stop doing these keynotes all over the place, telling people all these you know things I do because then people get a read on me. It drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great number though. You know, I'm doing a big, big roll up in the marketing tech space right now. And when I approach people, they're never for sale. The question I always use where I can always start negotiations is, you know, Darren, I really, I love what you're doing in detail insights. Give me your crazy price. The price where when you go home tonight, you refresh your bank account and you show your wife, she's going to look at you and give you the best sex of your life. What's that number? Right. <laughs> and there's always a number, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, we're all, there's always a number for every business. Anyone that says that they, there isn't a number is, is probably doing the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> but it isn't something that we're, we're heavily focused on today. I want to see where we can take the business when we go global. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. What have you raised any capital? Or are you bootstrapped? Yeah, we, we have not raised any capital. We're bootstrapped. Me and two of my partners put money in early. Um, How it much? was a about 100,000 collectively. Okay. So not a ton. I mean, that's pretty good considering your revenues now. Yeah. You know, um, it was really interesting. I did not want to raise money for this business, but I don't think that I could have if I wanted to. 
given the small, um, total available market at the time. Um, yeah. so I didn't really put a lot of energy into it and, um, it's made us be really diligent about where we spend our money. What is your uh, team size currently? Do you spend a lot on headcount? Yeah, we have about 15 and a lot of those are in the research okay. aspect of our business. I'd imagine those are what, 120 to 180 kind of K annual, you know, salaries? No. Um, less no, or more? Um, our researchers make a lot, make less than that. And, um, you know, our, our highest compensated people are me and my business partner, and we don't make that much. Where is the team uh, based? Is it in one spot or remote? We're, the majority of us are in Cary, North Carolina, right outside of Raleigh. Including your research team? Yes. Okay, interesting. And what are you using for some of your data sources? Do you pay Clearbit or Full Contact or some of these guys built with to kind of get access to their database? Believe it or not, we don't. We we source it all ourselves. We've built our own tech. My my partner is a you know, he's an engineer by trade. So he's built everything from scratch. We have our own crawlers, everything's our own, but we do license some information. Um you know, for example, we, we post, you know, some, uh, site traffic from compete, which you can get from their API. Yep. Um, but every, every time we do something like that, we of course credit the source, but everything else is done by us. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you post all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings. Okay, I do them back to back. Very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's giving us a 45-day free trial at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. Awesome. Well, Darren, let's get into the famous five. These are quick answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, you probably know the hockey stick principles by Bobby Martin. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, there is not good question. I'm really not following or studying a CEO enough to be able to speak on it. Number three, uh, is there a favorite online tool you have like acuity scheduling? Yeah. You know, what we find works really well for us is go to meeting. We love it. Number four, yes or no. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? I'm married. I have a son and a daughter on the way. So I'm sitting here holding my cell phone in my hand, just making sure that it doesn't, oh my doesn't God. vibrate. That's exciting. All right. So, and how old are you? Uh, 29. All right. So last question, Darren, take us back nine years. What do you wish I'm sorry. I'm 39, 30, but you feel 29. That's what matters, right? <laughs> what's your, what's, take us back 19 years, Darren. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? 20 year old self, man. You know, I wish that um, my 20 year old self was a, a little more patient. Um, I, I tend to be a really impatient person. And um, 
you know, I think that's what makes a really successful entrepreneur. A lot of successful entrepreneurs are impatient. Um, in fact, that's even addressed in, in this book, the hockey stick principles. Um, but, uh, when I was 19 or 20, I was way too impatient. Um, so I wish I would, would have slowed down a little bit more. Top tribe. There you have it. We'll link to that in the show notes at NathanLatka.com, including all the resources Darren just mentioned at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top five, three, nine. Again, forward slash the top five, three, nine. Darren, he founded Etail Insights. He says he wish he was a little bit more patient. They've bootstrapped past a million bucks in 2015 revenue. Have about a $750 monthly ARPU, $9,000 annual contract value. Did about 1.3, 1.4 million bucks here in 2016. 18% uh, normalized annual churn, about a $6,000 CAC for a $25,000 lifetime value. Their team of 15 people helping folks get better quality data for some of these e-commerce clients based in Cary, North Carolina. Darren, thanks for taking us to the top. Hey, thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed Darren today, go back and listen to James and Larry yesterday. Their company, Next.io, raised a million bucks, their pre-revenue, and they're aiming for a $6 million Series A for their smart sales automation tool. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.